Evening and welcome back to For Your Amusement, which is a podcast covering amusement parks all around the country and all for your amusement. I'm here with my friends Nolan and Nick. Guys, welcome. Hola, Thank you, sir. Hola. So, uh, was it last episode? Well, I guess it's it's the past couple episodes, but I guess last episode we talked about the Genie Plus system at Disney. And uh, today's the first day that they had it implemented, right, in the parks? Correct. Okay. So uh, Kyle Kyle actually sent something out to us just before we started this podcast um, with somebody who experienced it and kind of gave their, their little review. So, Kyle, do you want to talk about that real fast? Sure. Yeah. So last, uh, last week we spent a lot of time talking about um, paying for Genie Plus where, you know, we explained before if you missed it, you know, it's paying $15 um, to get uh, ahead of the line on a ride. Um, and so it's only, it only includes certain rides, um, and not everything's included. Um, and so what we were talking about last week at length was, uh, are you going to have to wait for a long time, even if you pay the $15? Um, and we were saying, you know, that would be pretty much, that would be BS, and, you know, that would suck. Um, and so the first day it opened, um, at least, uh, this one person said that she waited pretty much like five minutes on most rides, um, not even on a few of them. Um, so it was, it went really fast. Uh, even on like something like Rocket Roller Coaster, it seemed to go fast. So this is obviously good news to hear. I mean, it's a little skewed because today's a uh, Tuesday. Right. Um, and it's in the middle of October between the holiday major season, whatever. So, um, again, good to hear, but I think the test is the weekends and the holidays. But uh, I guess we'll do some foreshadowing. Kyle, how do you think it's going to fare when it comes close to the busy season? Oh, I, I think for sure it's going to be packed. I think a lot of people are going to say, hey, I want to skip the lines during the busy season. And I think they're going to be waiting for at least a half hour. I absolutely couldn't agree more. Nolan? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a uh, very interesting, um, so I saw somebody today, they, uh, had it for a test track, and they still waited, like, 15 minutes, which is, uh, kind of interesting, I mean, it, could, it depends on the rides and the people, it was the first day, so, but, um, I saw some people just, I know it was the first day, but I saw some people just, uh, kind of, um, had some things to say about the actual, platform that they used it like it's i think it's an app they had or something like that and they said it was like very difficult to use like you had to constantly be on it and you had to like make sure to do all these crazy things you know and that's i think something we didn't really take into account you know whereas something like the universal express pass like you just have it and you don't have to worry about anything but mm-hmm. for this you always have to be on your phone you have to be like alert on have to getting uh all these fast pass things and all that so um, that's also something that I think will kind of play a factor on how well it's perceived by like the guests and whatnot. Yeah, Disney's certainly turned this into uh, a lot of legwork just to eat, get a reservation for dinner. It's crazy. But I saw I didn't mess around too much with it today, and I'm not going to go into detail because I don't really have all the facts on it. But they updated the Disney Plus, uh, not the Disney Plus. That's a freaking streaming service. The Genie Plus. 
No, no, no. The um, oh my Christ, the My Disney Experience, the app. Um, they updated the entire app. Obviously, they implemented a Genie Plus section of the app. And what Nolan was talking about uh, a few minutes ago, he said uh, about constantly being on your phone and it kind of being a headache. I know there's like a survey that you have to fill out, and there's these questions that they ask you based on your preferences. And I guess they they tier the fast pass availability based on your ride interest, which I mean it makes sense, but I really don't like having to be on my phone constantly when I'm trying to enjoy the parks. Right. Um, but the Disney app is has always been a pretty good app in my opinion. So next episode I will uh, actually have gone to Disney by then. So um, I don't know if I'm gonna get the Genie Plus thing there. I don't, not really sure what I'm gonna do exactly, but I'll, I'll definitely give you guys a full update on how the app worked and if there are any problems, what I heard in the parks, and so on and so forth. Um, well, Nick, when are you going to, uh, when are you going to Disney? I am going from. I, I have a, oh, a fucking blockout date on Saturday. I was supposed to go <laughs> from Saturday to Monday, but I'm going up Saturday night and coming back Monday, I guess night. So I'm going to Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom, and then in December, I'm going to all the parks. So I'll give you a brief update, and then I'll give you an in-depth update in December. Um, Man of the people. What would you say? I'm man of the people. I'm man (laughs) of the people. Yeah, you're going to be a man of the people, too, with friggin' your update on Horror Nights. I'm really curious to know what you're going to say on that, if it's changed at all. Um, so Nolan, you're going, when are you going to Horror Nights? Yeah, aren't you going this weekend? Yeah, I'm going um, going to Horror Nights Sunday night, um, and I'm going to Volcano Bay and all that, too. So I will, I'll have a bunch of different stuff. Wow. But, uh, yeah, so, but uh, last Sunday, um, or the following the Sunday they just passed, um, it was sold out, actually, Horror Nights. So hopefully uh, this weekend isn't as bad, which is why we went on Sunday, but um, we'll find out. <laughs> so, so yeah. I don't mean to cut anybody off, but I just wanted to bring this up really fast. We're not going to go too in-depth on this because we have other things planned for this podcast. But I just wanted to talk really fast. I think it was Nolan, maybe it was Kyle, that sent a Twitter video of a fight that happened <laughs> in the queue for, I think it was the Haunting of Hill House line. Um, seeing that was really off-putting. Uh, I know the event brings in all kinds, and... When alcohol is served, uh, things can go haywire. But I think that's probably the worst that I've seen of, like, a discrepancy between guests. I would be appalled if I was in that line. Nobody goes there to get hurt. Everybody goes there to have a good time. I think the police response on that fight took far too long to resolve that issue. Um, I think that's a big problem that needs to be looked into, and I, I really hope that that never happens again because I know alcohol is a big money maker for the event, and if they lose that, they're going to lose a lot of money, so I doubt they take that away, but that was just way out of hand. Nolan, that video was fucking wild. Yeah, part two, part two. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go to um, everything. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, I just want to go back to – Unless no one has a comment, I just want to go back to um, Nick to your trip for a second. Yeah, sure. So, um, are you planning to go to um, Star Wars Land and try to get on the rides there? I I actually am. So I have I've been on the Smuggler's Run, um, and I enjoyed that. I um, but I didn't get the Rise of the Resistance because of the boarding pass situation. Now oh. it's standby. So yeah. my plan, I'm 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 thinking. You know, this is not guaranteed. Everything is subject to change. 
But my plan is to be there towards closing and see if I can catch it with an hour or less wait. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. That would be nice. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I then, think, yeah, I think ahead. you should no. be able to get on it just because without the boarding passes, like, you can wait theoretically. And obviously, like, it depends on how long you wait. But you should right. be able to get on, if, you know, at some point. Right. If if I don't get on this trip, I'm definitely going to go on in December. I'm super, super excited to ride Rise of the Resistance. I've heard nothing but good things about it from yourself, from strangers that I have no involvement with, from the people on Twitter, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm I'm very excited. And I, I think I'm going to try to build a lightsaber um, either oh, in December cool. or uh, early next year. So hopefully I can get a reservation for that. Um, but, yeah. So uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I would segue this, but I have no idea what we're segueing to. Uh, somebody save me. Joe Rogan. No one wants next. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, today uh, it was announced, not officially, but, like, kind of officially, that uh, Fear Factor is no more um, after Horror Nights because they use it for their show, obviously. Um, so that'll be interesting on kind of what they do with that section or if they have more shows, whatever, but going back to the park, um, yeah, we've had many discussions on kind of what they might do, what's going to happen, if they're going to do it. And, uh, they kind of finally pulled the trigger and, um, I'm interested to see if they go the Harry Potter route. I know that that's Mm. the biggest, um, rumor that they want to expand it to, uh, uh, Kyle, help me out. Um, uh, oh, oh, they, you mean like what they're like actually planning? Yeah, well, the, the rumor the, was that yeah, they were doing the, Quidditch, the uh, Quid- yeah. uh, virtual reality Quidditch, um, thing. Oh, yeah, the sure. magic of ministry, and then it would be a, a Quidditch, uh, VR kind of ride. And, uh, I mean, hey, um, I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, it's something that could be risky, I know, but it would be a good addition to the Universal Park rather than. Yeah using that for the epic universe park um but also i mean there's a possibility it could be completely something different which is something that i would really like so uh, what do you guys think Nick? um i i i love harry potter i love what they could do with harry potter i don't love the fact that it could become a quarter of the park and swallow everything whole um I, I probably wouldn't mind anything that they put in there Harry Potter-wise because everything that they've done so far has been amazing. Uh, either way, I think they're going to do something great. Um, Kyle, did you do the Quidditch thing? Did you experience that in New York? No, not yet. And I was actually going to say that because um, obviously, like, you know, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, so I'm, I'd be very happy to have, you know, a Quidditch rod come in. And uh, that's, like, that's the one thing I think feel like is untapped that, like, a lot of people want to do is, like, a Quidditch ride or, like, simulating being on, in Quidditch. Um, but so, yeah, we, we discussed before that there's um, a Harry Potter store that just opened in New York, and they literally just opened the um, the virtual rides. And I believe one of them is Quidditch. It's because one of them is um, it's uh, a tour through, Ho- tour through Hogwarts with Dobby, and I believe the other one's Quidditch, but I'm not 100% sure. But um, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to try that. You have to book that in advance and sold out for like, you know, a month in advance. Yeah. Um, and so, but it just, it won't have the quality 
that uh, a universal ride will have because it's not going to have that same money put into it. But I'm excited to see what happens with it. So I just want to back up for a second real fast. The Fear Factor show, for those of you who haven't experienced it, is a guest interaction, guest selection competition show based on the TV series hosted by Joe, as no one said before, hosted by Joe Rogan, the now podcast giant. But we do have somebody on this podcast that participated in the Fear Factor show. And that would be Mr. Nolan Soffer. Mr. Nolan Soffer, uh, hey. you want to talk about your experience really fast? Yeah, you, so uh, liked it? pretty much what they do is they search around the park and they find the the top five fittest people in the park. And that's how you're chosen to um, <laughs> get picked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, once you do that and then you take like a, an IQ test and they have like the top three remaining and then the rest of them you gotta be get to go on. Or higher. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So pretty much um, it was an awesome experience. Um, it was something that I really enjoyed just going to watch all the time and like, Obviously, it was pretty much the same thing, but it was always something that was different in a way because it was completely different people. You didn't know what was going to happen, who would win. So that was like a cool aspect. And like every time I went there, I was like, yo, that'd be so dope if I went on it, all this, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then I actually did it uh, with Kyle and a couple other guys. And I was like, you know, like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I don't know what made me do it, <laughs> but uh <laughs> I did it, and uh, it was in a really, really awesome experience. Uh, probably, it's definitely the one of the top, top, if not the top, uh, theme park experiences I've had. Um, just because of like how cool it was to kind of actually experience it, like as like yourself. Um, so pretty much what they did was you're backstage, you go through all these different forms, they ask you these questions, you get changed and all that so pretty much real quick the actual show um they have a um kind of like a monkey bar hanging thing from like it was it had to be like 60 70 feet up or so yeah yeah and uh pretty much the floor just drops below and they just like a hanging contest on the second one second competition they have a um kind of like a bungee with throwing comp where uh squid games same thing <laughs> squid games like to be i could be feet they, they kill you when you lose the kinda... contest <laughs> yeah if you drop a squid you you get killed on the spot <laughs> um so they toss them into like these buckets and stuff and i was like holding squid it was kind of gross but kind of dope and then uh the last thing was like a uh obstacle course kind of thing where you had like a capture of flags go on like this ladder pole and then you were, like, in this fear factor car that, like, went into the 50 feet in the air, and you had to, like, go out of the car and not fall off and try to capture the flags. Um, I was about to win at the end. Kyle is a witness, so I'm not making this up. I was in the lead, had this in the bag, and I had so much trouble getting the key into the car. Like, it wasn't, like, just, like a regular normal car, car engine. It was kind of fidgety, and obviously, like, if you're like running and like you're you're wet from like water and it, it was I was having a tough tough time with that so I ended up losing but uh I had an awesome time 
And uh, it was kind of ironic because legit, that was like in November of late November of like 2019. And uh, a couple of months later, obviously COVID hit and it never opened after that. Mm-hmm. So uh, kind of got lucky on that end. And uh, I love the show too. So definitely awesome. And if you're interested in kind of wondering what it was like, a bunch of YouTube videos, I think, are on YouTube and it was just really cool. So. Yeah, I was having bucks though. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would have been crazy. But like, you know, it's like it goes back to like what we talk about how like there aren't that many shows at Universal and like this is a fun show to watch and like you're just you know, you're cooling off and you're relaxing and like if you had know someone in the actual, you know, competition, like that's the best. Like there was nothing better than that. That was really cool. So hopefully they replace it with something equally as good or, you know, even a show would be great too. They should do a, a Harry Potter Quidditch in real life. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. That would be great, actually. That's a great idea. Or um, Squid Games. Squid Games. Yeah, we can do a Squid Games. That would be awesome. Does anyone have the rights to that yet? Theme <laughs> Park rights. Uh, the, the last show that was killed at Universal was Beetlejuice, and obviously that wasn't replaced with anything favorable. We're not even going to say the name of it. Um, but it was, a, it was a huge flop. Uh, Pat, you're just a joke. Please get out of here. <laughs> joke. Um, but I, I really do hope, like Kyle was saying, if they replace it with a show, hopefully it's something that is on par with Fear Factor because by no means was that a bad show. It just, I don't know if it, it, it outstayed its welcome or, or what, but attendance was obviously dropping to basically nothing. Um, and then also just to sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. You're good. You're good. Um, and so yeah, and now that we said that, there are two shows that are now closing. You know, between that and Shrek. So you know, that's two more shows that have gone. Which is uh, interesting because I wanted to bring up the Horror Nights aspect of it. We talked about this last podcast with Shrek being a, a location for one of the haunted houses at Horror Nights. Now, as Nolan alluded to before, the Fear Factor show building was used for the only live actor show, action show within Horror Nights, and it's a big building. Now, Nolan, do you think they're going to have another show like that? Are you? Are they going to have a stage they build? What do you think Horror Nights is going to do next year? Uh, I think this would be a perfect opportunity. To put it in an island. To put it in... <laughs> Both parks, or at least islands, because I think I think you would want to open it up. I think they reached this point in time where it has gotten, I think, bigger. Than, it's like it's kind of like when you put a Mentos and a Coke bottle, <laughs> yeah, and just ready to explode, and it explodes. Like I think Hornets has like reached its peak in just this park, and I think if they expanded it and made it both parks, I think it would be totally nuts because it's a totally new experience for so many people because I think the last time they had it at Islands was, like, Horror Nights 16, 15, something like that. So that's, like, 15, 16 years. So, I mean, there's so much space, a lot of opportunities. Um, and I just think with the amount of money they get from it, I think it would just be a great move on their part. Um, however, if they decide not to do that and keep it in Universal, um, that's, like Nick was saying, that's one house down, that's one show down, 
Um, and you never know that there could be maybe something else they decide to close or maybe like a, like a reason that they can't do something. And maybe you're back down the eight, which is not the best because you've been kind of having this standard of having 10 each year. So, so question for you guys though. So because it's, because Halloween Horror Nights is so popular, why wouldn't they look to do a permanent Halloween Horror Nights house, like where you know where the uh, that you know the closed attraction was? Uh, they they have that or had that in Hollywood. They did a Walking Dead permanent house. I mean, before that, they had one dedicated to the Universal Classic Monsters, and it didn't really do well during the year. I don't think that it's an event that needs to have a permanent tenure. I think it is good for its one-month, two-month stint, and then you have these eight, nine, ten, whatever months of missing it, and then when it comes back, it's it's appreciated more. I, I just don't think it works as a permanent house. Gosh. Yeah, so pretty much like Nick was saying, yeah, they had a they had a, a Walking Dead house, and then even before that, they had like a different version of just like a haunted house. And it was just, it wasn't the best. It was kind of like, um, I'm trying to think. Maybe even like Shrek, you know, how like nobody would really go through it, go on it, and just like there, you know? Yeah. So I feel like also with the amount of people you have to hire to always be on it, you know, it's just probably not the best logistically, you know? But um, that's why, fingers crossed, they will have the Monsters Land in the new park, which will kind of help that... 10 month gap of having nothing and hopefully they kind of follow through with that to do that so so i think i think it's kind of hard to get a day guest because the people that come a lot of people that come for horror nights they don't they're not there during the day they come in after the sun sets and it's a younger crowd and it, there's this very specific crowd for horror nights i think the day guests don't really understand horror nights maybe they've never even heard it, heard of it if you're from you know, outside of the U.S. or whatever. So I, I think some people were confused by it. Um, but, Nolan, going back to the islands uh, uh, theory, they have that building between uh, Cartoon Land and Marvel. Just after Spider-Man, they had that show building there that they used to have like, yeah, the yeah. MX Sun Show. So they could put a show there, too, which works perfectly. So that's a really good theory, and uh, I think you're on to something. Yeah, and honestly, I mean... Who says they couldn't do like twelve houses? Hey, I'm here for it. <laughs> like, I'm fucking here for it. Like, Listen to I'm, Nolan; he's a man of the people. I think. Hey, I think people, if they like, maybe uh, raise prices, maybe ten dollars to fifteen to twenty more, and had it maybe like twelve to fourteen houses in both parks. I think you'd everybody wins. I agree, one hundred twenty percent. And also. Oh no, no, go ahead. You're good. Um, yeah. So also, like you know, like um, right between like Mummy and like Jimmy Fallon, there's like those two huge buildings that like are just facades that don't have anything inside. Like, there's one that looks like the Daily Planet from Superman. I think it even Mm -hmm. says Daily Planet on it. It's like this huge building. So like, I mean, why not? Even if they need like space for houses, like you could even build it like a new building that has like an inside that you could put the houses there if you need it. That's true. That's very true. But the right half of it is used for the lockers for the mummy, and then the left half of it is used for the tribute store currently. 
So I gotcha. don't know if they I, they could move the tribute store. That's actually a possibility, and it's big enough to hold a house. So maybe Kyle, maybe you're onto something. Maybe they should listen to Kyle. Maybe Kyle has an <laughs> well, idea. Maybe Kyle, are you in the future? Maybe maybe Kyle. I don't want to reveal it. I can break the time space continuum if I do. <laughs> Yeah, or uh, even like Kyle was saying, they can maybe even build even just like a building just to have like another yeah. four nights. You know, maybe they have a Absolutely. big enough building that they have like a split house, kind of like they do for the the warehouses now, that they can just build another one and use that. So, absolutely, I uh, am interested to see w- what's going to happen because there's a lot of things that are going to that are going to change within Universal that we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks. So, one of these days we'll be able to see it in person and I'm excited um we have anything left on fear factor any other I don't think so no we can we can move on uh, <laughs> huh. that was that wasn't very good we are moving <laughs> on okay so um I just wanted to talk really fast about something that I saw today on Instagram uh, in Universal Beijing a park that just opened they have a Pterodon, I don't know if it's called this, so if it's not, forgive me, but I believe it's called the Pterodon Flyers Attraction, sort of like what they have at Islands of Adventure. Um, it's usually, the one at Islands of Adventure is a um, uh, single track, um, easygoing ride that uh, you sit uh, one in front of the other, like in Space Mountain, and you just kind of coast over the park and it gives you a nice view and it's usually built made for like a parent and a kid because there's a weight limit on it so beijing took this idea and they expanded upon it and i saw it and i immediately wanted to go on it because it looks like so much fun so instead of being single file one behind the other they made a (coughs) six person row and it has a similar track layout so you're suspended like you would be on dueling dragons you have a sort of like uh what's the word a greenhouse view so it's like plants and shrubs and you go into a cave and it's not super intense it's more of like a mild ride so you could take your kids on it maybe you could take grandma on it maybe even grandpa if he wants to come mm-hmm. but it it just looked like so much fun and i liked the concept of the uh track and the ride system i kind of hope that they use this for rides in the future because it, it's not really something that i'd seen too much within parks in general especially in america um if you want to take a look at it for yourself go ahead and i guess just do a youtube search for pterodon flyers beijing i'm going to send it in the chat so nolan and kyle can check it out mm-hmm. but um once I see it, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But it looked like a lot of fun. Just wanted to mention that real fast. Um, and I think Universal Beijing is killing it. Yeah, so real quick, because you mentioned that, I totally kind of forgot. Um, so I wanted to mention real quick, because you brought up, like, different uh, uh, locations and stuff. So uh, the, my girlfriend went to – Alyssa went to Disneyland in California uh, mm. over last week. Um, so real quick, um, she stayed at the Californian – uh, hotel which she said was awesome and she went to uh disney for just one day and she went on i think her favorite one was uh uh guardians of the galaxy um oh uh, the was, new one is that the one that they they turned, yeah the tower uh, terror she said oh, yeah, uh, tower terror, exactly yeah, yeah yeah she said she liked that better than tower terror which is interesting 
Mm-hmm. Um, she went on the Indiana Jones ride, which she says was dope. The Cars one. Uh, what else? What else? There's one new one that she went on. Oh, the Spider Man at a uh, um. What's it called? Uh, Adventures. Yeah, she said that was oh, really that awesome. Oh, Oh my god. Yeah, she said uh, it was really cool. It was better than the Toy Story Mania, and she said uh, it was because it, it was interesting. I remember we talked about it. I think one of the first podcasts. Yeah. And uh, just how it kind of was in person because like in video it wasn't you you know. So uh, she said it was awesome. Uh, she said it on for like like they were gonna fall off because of like how much you had to like use your arms to shoot webs and whatnot and uh no she and she had a good time and last but not least she said the food was way better than orlando's and like they've they've been a lot so like she is like decent street cred so interesting did she have a favorite food item um she had i'm trying to think she had a really good corn chowder it's very random um she said that was really good (laughs) She had, like, uh, these types of churros. Uh, I forget. They had, like, a lot of stuff on them. They weren't just, like, regular churros. I'm not sure. If they might have been from Avengers Campus. I could be wrong. Um, she said those were pretty good, too. So, but she said the food was really good. What about prices? Did you say anything about prices? Uh, I didn't ask about, what, just the food or... or just in general. Or, just curious. Uh, no, nah, yeah, nothing, nothing in particular. I didn't ask that, but... I assume probably around the same, but. All right, dope. One day, I hope I can experience it for myself. Yeah. Always want to get out there. Instead, you get to visit Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. <laughs> oh, what a perfect segment. What a segue. Jeez. Award him. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those of you who are big fans of Peppa Pig, the the animated show um it is getting its own theme park or she is getting it, her own theme park i should say opening in florida near legoland in 2022 so it's apparently going to be owned by the same people that own legoland but it's going to be a separate um park and it'll be it's so its own park with they they haven't revealed any specifics yet beyond saying that there'll be um rides there'll be shows um, there'll be play areas, um, so a bunch of things, um, all surround, you know, around Peppa Pig. I, I think this is great for younger kids. Uh, I'm looking it up real fast. It says a one-day ticket for the park will be $35 at the gate. Online, it will be $31. And a one-day option including a Peppa Pig theme park in Legoland, so you get to both parks for $125. Um... I am a little confused by this, if I'm completely honest with you. Uh, Peppa Pig is, uh, not in my wheelhouse considering, uh, I'm an adult, but, uh, I didn't know it was that popular. I would have thought, like, SpongeBob or Dora would get a right. park for a fucking seven foot tall pig. Um, I don't really know what to say. What, what, is other like ride specs or anything? Like what the heck are you gonna do at Peppa Pig Land? <laughs> they said that they're gonna reveal all the rides this summer. Okay. Okay. Well. But I'm assuming there are gonna be rides, cause apparently there are Peppa Pig Land sections in uh, a park in Germany, Italy, uh, the UK, and also in Chicago, Michigan, Texas, and Shanghai. 
Wow, so a lot of Peppa Pig lands around the, the world. The Peppa Takeover. Good grief. Oh, man. I, uh... Good it's, for the kids, hopefully. They make <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting, because uh, in uh, the Philly area, they have a place called Sesame Land, which is just based off Sesame Street, mm-hmm. um, which is... I I feel like it's it's going to be pretty similar to this, because um, you'd be wondering, like, how is Peppa Pig... Like, how that is that thing as a theme park, you know? Um, so I assume it's kind of, like, on that spectrum. And I, I think it would be pretty cool. I mean, I'm not, like, interested that much of going, but, like, for kids and stuff and, you know, something different to go to to kind of experience. I mean, it's, like, another re- reason why Orlando is, like, kind of pulling out their ass, you know? So. It's very strange. When, Kyle, when you sent that in the chat, I didn't believe <laughs> I thought you were joking. <laughs> I I didn't think it was real either, and I couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I don't know if I've ever seen Peppa Pig, and to be honest with you, I kind of might check out a YouTube clip to see what this shit's all about. Yeah. Does, does anybody know if Peppa talks? No, I was thinking the same thing. I want to hear that, too. <laughs> what is what's the voice of a pig sound like? I don't know. Meow. <laughs> you didn't play that game not. much as a kid, did you? <laughs> You're gonna be confused. All these, all these kids are gonna be confused with what sound it makes. <laughs> oh man. Um. Okay, Peppa. Uh, Nolan, you got another. Se- You're the Segway King, so. Uh, do you want to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> it is Halloween, always. Almost. Absolutely. Always. Kyle. Okay, so <laughs> let's play a game. <laughs> um, okay, so I have a trivia question for you guys. Um, so I just saw this the other day, and I thought this would be perfect for the podcast. So what universal ride is in all universal parks around the world? It's the only one. There's one ride that's in every single park. I have an answer, I think. E.T. I'm going to say Jurassic Park. Those were both good guesses, but they're both incorrect. Shit. Now, this is none, they're still all in operation, right? None of them have been closed? They are still all in operation, correct. Okay, that helps. And it's more, yeah, it's more recent. Um, If you need a bigger hint, you know, let me know. Um, But I'll say it's all recent. It's a recent property. Fucking don't let this be right. Fast and the Furious. No, that would have been funny though. God, in every Pat park is worldwide. In every park, Shrek. No, that is a good guess though. You're getting closer. Simpsons. No. Oh, Despicable, Despicable Me. Me. Yep, you got it. Despicable Me, Mickey and Mayhem. Good job, Nolan. We tag team that. At a boy. There you go. So That's it makes sense wild. when you think about it. Because, like, you know, it's it's for kids. It's a popular property. You know, all around the world, the meanings are popular. That's – now, I'm curious to know, well, obviously, what's going to take over that Shrek building. Because if they start expanding on Despicable Me, we're going to have a quarter of the park Despicable Me, and the other quarter is going to be Harry Potter, and the rest is just uh, Fast and the Furious. That's going to be <laughs> universal. Well, as long as Pat is in every one, that's okay. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Nolan, um, 
since you sent that wonderful picture of Astro driving a car with a nameless <laughs> man in it, yeah. uh, we all love history. <laughs> wow, that was top tier. I think Nick gets the golden Pokemon. Golden Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you will not be asking questions about that um, tonight, no. but um, yeah. So today, um, let me get the exact. Wow, where did my whole thing go? Um, I need some background music. You do. Boom, boom. <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay, cool. All right, all right. So. <laughs> Uh, what's today? Nineteen twenty-two. Okay, so this is from October twenty-second. So, fact checkers out there, don't kill me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, it's nothing that is a difficult question, but I have a kind of question that goes along with it. Um, so a because it kind of talked about the Peppa Pig thing. Um, a theme park opened that is pretty big, pretty known. Um, October 22nd, uh, the grand opening. It opened officially before the date, but it wasn't like the grand opening was on this Friday, which is the 22nd of October. Legoland? Is there a year? Uh, I will not do a year. Oh. Yes, yes. It's Legoland? No, it's not. It's not Legoland. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Six Flags? Not Six Flags. Mm, SeaWorld. Not SeaWorld. Bush Gardens. Not Bush Gardens. God damn it. Animal Kingdom. Not Animal Kingdom. Epcot? It is Epcot. Hey, (sighs) Nick. I mean, basically, we were just going to keep going until we were out of options. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We would get there eventually. (laughs) Oh, man. So Epcot opened uh, October 22nd officially of the year. Hey, you guys have guesses? Oh, man. 85. 91. 1982. Oh, wow. 1982. So almost 40 years, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, almost 40. So 39. Um, So, yeah. So, so... Um, my question is, I have two questions. Um, is there a ride, a ride that has closed at Epcot that you enjoyed? And two, do you guys enjoy the World Showcase better or the other side of the park instead? Okay. Um, Kyle, you want to go first? Um, sure. I'm trying to remember what closed. Um, I mean, I guess this test, the old test track count. Yeah. Yeah, you can, you can use that. Absolutely. So I'll say the old test track. Um, uh, I've not gotten a chance to ride the new one, but you guys have assured me it's not as good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then in terms of, um, you said favorite, well, did you also say favorite ride too? Or Either favorite you? too, if you want. Oh. Um, favorite, I would have to say Soren. So Soren was awesome. Um, and then, in terms of, I mean, I don't know. I guess the other side of the park, meaning like where Soren is, is that what you're getting at? Yeah. So pretty much, they have the World Showcase, which is obviously the different countries, 
Yeah. And then pretty much the other side, I forget the, the official name, but it's pretty much everything else in the park. But it's pretty much split evenly into two. Yeah. I mean, I really like the outside of, like, the World Showcase. I think that's really interesting. Um, and I've, I've had this really cool. But, I mean, in terms of rides, I'd have to go with, you know, the Soarin' area. Um, I didn't get a chance to ride the Finding Nemo ride, but that's there, too. And then also Living with the Land, which I didn't get to ride. I'd love to ride that at some point. Gotcha. All right, Nick. Closed ride is going to be is going to be the Ellen ride. Um, favorite ride is going to be. That's tough. I, I mean, I'm going to say the land. There's, there's Epcot's a weird park. Let's just talk about Epcot for a second. Epcot is a strange park because you go to these other parks and it's like ride, 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 ride. Epcot is like ride and then a lot of places to get absolutely shit-faced, ride. It's just like more of a chill park. They don't really have like a big uh, attraction draw with like a Haunted Mansion or an e-ticket. So I guess Guardians of the Galaxy would fill that void once it opens. Um... Favorite side of the park is gonna be, oh man, god damn it! I'm gonna say the showcase. It's fifty fifty because it's it's rides or countries. I'm gonna say the showcase. It's really freaking awesome to be able to walk through each country pretty much seamlessly and go through all the gift shops. And I love that. I love that stuff, especially food and wine. It's a good time. Um, Nolan, same questions back at you. Yeah, so uh, attraction that closed. Uh, I have two. Um, Maelstrom, uh, the okay, Norway ride that was like goaded, and uh, I actually have one I kind of like that I kind of like forgot. I was like looking, looking at all this. The Honey I Shrunk the Kids show, which was kind of towards like the back. I, I I'm kind of bad with directions, but. Um, that was actually a pretty good show. I, I think it got replaced by, I honestly don't even remember. <laughs> it's been that long. But, uh, um, no, it was a really cool show. Kind of like Pat was saying, um, obviously Disney is way better with their shows. And this is like one of the examples how they had just a nice show outside of the heat. And, uh, so it was pretty cool. Um, favorite ride at Epcot would probably be, oof, that's tough, uh, Living with the Land or the Space Ride, or uh, Ball Ride, whatever you want to call it, Space of Earth. Um, those are top tier rides, I feel like. And, uh, between the two, I'd say World Showcase, like Nick was saying. Um, it was just, I think, obviously, it was like the first of its kind of just how cool it was to just go through all these countries where, it felt like you were actually there with the architecture and the food and the culture and everything that they had. It actually felt like you were there, and it's just so many countries that it honestly hurts your feet just getting through those countries rather than the whole park. And, uh, I mean, can't really get much better than that, so. So I am uh, really, really confused right now because I looked it up to see what replaced Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and there's something that came up saying Captain <laughs> with the letters capital letters E O. Yeah, and, Captain E O. Oh, that's the Michael Jackson thing. <laughs> the Michael Jackson thing. What the fuck is that? How am I not up to date on this? What is that? So wait, is that the ride that's there? 
No, no, no. It's not there anymore, but I don't know what came after that. I think it was A Bug's Life, but I might not be right. A Bug's no, Life was an Animal life. Kingdom. Captain EO, Ride, Epcot. I mean, they have Figment, but I don't think it's that. No, no, because I'm pretty... I, I went on that very... I, I remember running that and Figment like, right now after... Uh, uh, it's nothing. Okay, so I believe that they use it for a um the their film festival and just as a like theater. Mm. I, I wait no this this is a uh, Disneyland. Oh, wait no 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 Epcot's not a Disneyland. So. It, I believe it's just for like a theater, like a film festival or something like that. Nothing in particular, but I could be wrong. <laughs> so this is a uh, kind of get stumped. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, so first of all, it's kind of weird that they had Honey I Shrunk the Kids in Epcot, considering didn't they have like a full play area in Hollywood Studios? MGM? Yeah. What? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, what they said, <laughs> this is back in 2015, was with the the short films with Pixar and whatnot. But honestly, I have no clue what is there now. Um, um I assume we're not going there on this trip, Nick. Right? Probably in December instead. To Epcot? Epcot? No, December. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, that is your homework slash mission to figure out what the heck they replaced that with. Because I, I honestly okay. can't find it. And I feel like one of us would have known, but... Wait, to see what they replaced the uh, Captain EO thing with? Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it, got it. Alright, so, I'm on it. Kind of wild that we don't know, so... So... Yeah, this part of the park is weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's in the back area, but Epcot is so big, like, they mm. could do so much to it, so I think they're in the process, though, so hopefully, because of the name of Epcot, of the future, that eventually they will uh, make it the best theme park by not only myself, but a lot of other peers, so mm. we'll find out. So you guys got anything else? Y'all good? Yeah, good. we're good. Oh, cool. Alright, so yeah, hopefully as always you guys enjoyed listening. As always, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere else on For Your Amusement or For Your Amusement Podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe to us on whatever you listen to us on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else. And as always, make sure you tune in next week. Peace.